Welcome to the Woman Turned Fierce podcast, or as I like to say, WTF, and I am your host, Daria Sambi, aka The Muscle Mom. I'm a health and fitness coach who empowers badass women to embrace their inner strength, their total confidence around nutrition and fitness by saying, fuck fear, fuck bullshit, hello sexy. We're going to be discussing all things womanly health with a few what the fuck and laughing your ass off moments along the way. So sit tight. Grab a treat and enjoy the ride because this is unlike any fitness podcast you've ever heard before. Question. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the WTF Woman Turns Fierce podcast. And we have a little bit of a different episode this week. It's not just me talking, it's not just me with one guest. I've got three guests here with me today and it is very much a WTF topic that we are covering. We are going over the nitty gritties in and outs from our own personal experience of the dark side of the coaching world, our experiences with a coach that turned out to be what some people call our nightmare coach, but not just focusing on the negatives of it, but the lessons that were learned and to try and encourage people to do your research before you hire someone. And this doesn't just have to be for business coaching. These are just the experiences that we have, but with fitness coaches, nutrition coaches, anyone that you're trusting with a hefty amount of money, make sure that you are investing in them and following them for the right reasons and that you're not just being taken advantage of, especially in COVID right now with pretty much the entire world being online. We need to make sure that we are trusting the people that we are investing in and trusting the people that we are essentially putting our lives on the line with. And we have some very interesting stories that we are going to hear today and that hopefully you're going to be able to learn from and take something away from And if you have one of these stories as well, make sure to reach out for this podcast. It's not going to end up on anything, but just know that there are coaches out here who genuinely want to make a change and a difference in your experience and that there are good coaches out there. And I think all of us have found that in someone after these experiences, but I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear these and to hopefully learn something. So first, I'm going to go around and get the guests to introduce themselves. So Ashley, I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. And you can Hello. introduce yourself. Hi. <laughs> uh, so my name is Ashley. I am a online personal trainer and certified nutritionist. And I have kind of a very, I guess you could say, interesting story. Should I just like go right into it? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. So I started getting into the online space kind of on, kind of on accident. I was in college and was looking to better my health and hired a coach for fitness. Um, Just wanting to better myself and learn a little bit more in the fitness community. I was already a group fitness instructor, but didn't know how to program my own workouts. So that's kind of my very first introduction into the online world. Um, And then slowly as I started to get more into this program, I started becoming really, really close with the coach that led that program. Um, They ended up doing like in-person retreats, which I was blessed enough to go to, um, all expenses paid, was very lucky and you wanna say manifested that whole thing as it's been told to me. Um, And then it was on that trip that I decided, you know what, like I love coaching people, I'm kind of doing it for free (laughs) among my friends and 
other people that just genuinely asked me questions. So kind of throughout that weekend, I started playing with the idea of, you know, I think I want to start my own, my own business and go and get a nutrition certification at the time I had only had the fitness one. And so I came back home and was like, Hmm, well, I need to hire a coach. There's like someone I've already kind of been working with, but not really feeling them to be my coach for business in this moment in time. So I had actually met someone at that in-person event that I went to that I really vibed with and I totally loved her. She ended up being a perfect first coach, um, went through her, but my kind of horror story, I guess you can say, started when I tried to sign with this client or this client, <laughs> this coach that I really loved and met. And the original coach that I had gone to the in-person event for did not like that, did not like that very much. Um, and when I went to them to tell them how excited I was that I finally took the leap and invested in my first like business coach, they said that that really truly showed something. And I quote about my character and they learned something about me that day. And hearing that come from someone that you like really truly look up to was like heartbreaking. So I was going back and forth on if I should continue with this coach that I just signed with or not. And then that decision was kind of made for me when I found out that coach I signed with came back to me and said, hey, this other person said you were talking badly about me behind my back. I don't think we're going to be a good fit. And that like devastated me because I knew I was going to be a good fit with this coach that I'd hired. So long story short, I ended up getting that all worked out, but I had felt so incredibly bad about that whole situation with the person that I decided not to sign with that I decided to continue signing with them for the remainder of the six months of the year, literally just because I felt bad and I felt like I owed them something because I won X amount of dollars of a trip to go. Um, and we can go into this coaching side of that later. Yeah, that's my yeah. that is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. And I find it so interesting that, sorry, there's like a weird feedback um, that like I started with fitness coaching you started with fitness coaching. Sarah started with fitness coaching. And it just seems to be like our, our gateway into things. So speaking of Sarah, I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. Ashley, I am going to mute you just for a moment. So Sarah, introduce us to the world. Hey guys. So my name is Sarah Smith. I am a life transformation coach for female entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder and host of International We Conference, which is a women's empowerment and personal development conference in Kentucky. Um, so I got started in entrepreneurship in 2015 when we became homeless. And that's a whole other story you can hear on Daria's podcast because yeah. we, <laughs> we already did it. <laughs> already had an episode about that. Um, but I got started also in fitness coaching. Um, we were homeless and we had three children at the time and it was just really rough cycle of poverty. And since I was at rock bottom, I was like, well, why not do this? There's literally nothing to lose. So I started doing in-home personal training um, and macro coaching with clients. So I'd go into their homes. I would lug all my weights and all of that stuff into their home and do sessions. And so my first client was like, $540 for 12 sessions. And I was like, so stoked. Um, and then kind of as I, you know, was doing that for a while, I think for about two and a half years, I kind of found life coaching, life and business coaching at all, you know, I kind of got introduced to that. And that's when I met the very first no, it wasn't my first, it was my second coach that I ever worked with. I enrolled in one of their courses as a VIP and it was an awesome experience. 
this coach has like a lot of attitude, but she's a really great teacher. Like she really does know her stuff, even though I'm going to discredit her with what (laughs) she did to me or whatever, but um, she really does know her stuff. She really does provide results. So that's kind of a different you know, leeway because some people have a bad experience and the coach doesn't know what the hell they're doing or you don't get results or whatever, but this person did provide. So I enrolled in their high level mastermind and um, this was like a $10,000 mastermind and it also had an in-person retreat and it was very high level. And um, as soon as like we all got enrolled and had paid our money and we were in the group chat together, all talking together, uh, she kind of ghosted us. Like we hadn't heard from her for like almost a week. And we were like, you know, like here we are with each other, but she didn't give us instructions. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking a week off. I'll be back in, you know, on this day or whatever. And, um, she had told me like, before I even signed into this, like, Hey, you know, if you ever need anything, if you want to ever talk about anything, I am your coach. So come to me, let's talk about it. Um, I had messaged her multiple times, like, Hey, you know, when are we going to get started? I'm so excited. You know what, you know, here's my questions, you know, when can we start? And I never got a response. So I went into the mastermind group and I was like, where the hell is she? Like, what are we supposed to be doing right now? I want to get started. Like I did not pay this for nothing. Or at least, you know, she could have gave us the boundary of, Hey, I'm going to be back in a week or two weeks or whatever. And I, I had posted that in the mastermind group. And then like an hour later, I get a message from her And she's like, you have been removed from the online community. You have been removed from the networking events. You have been removed from the group. Here's your refund. You're out of the mastermind group. Like you're done. And I like literally, and it was very like cut and dry. You're kicked out. Like, and this is a community that like, I knew all the people I had been going to the networking events in person. Like these were my sisters. This was my community, you know? And so that kind of like really hit me, like it really traumatized me. And um, I guess you would say that was the tip of the iceberg. You know, she went on to like publicly humiliate me about my mental health, called me a psycho publicly. Like I lost a lot of connections because of her credibility. Um, So that's kind of like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to my story. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot. So I want to get to Pixie and just quickly, like I think most of us can say that the first coach we hired was a big name coach and a lot of us, and I'm going to elaborate this on later, feel like we stay with them because we feel like they have power to ruin our credibility and our poise in the online space because we give them more power than we give ourselves. And I, I felt that and I think we've all can assume that we've probably felt that at some point before we ended up leaving that relationship. But okay, we're going to get to Pixie. I'm going to ask her to unmute herself. And then she, oh my God, my Zoom disappeared. Okay. And then, hello. So introduce yourself and give us your story. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. So my name is Pixie Grace and I focus on helping people to master their million dollar message and really create scroll stopping content. I have been in business for over five years and I've had so many coaches and so many experiences in programs and masterminds that were not the way that I wanted them to be at all. Mm. I would say out of every coaching experience that I've had, there was only two I can think of that were absolutely phenomenal and the rest of them were subpar. And I talk about this a lot 
-hmm. in all of my content because I believe so strongly in really knowing who you want to work with. And so one of the big things that happened to me and the worst experience that I had really was hiring my dream coach that I actually did a lot of the things that I recommend people to do. And what I will say is that sometimes things can tend to be inevitable. Even if you cross all your T's, dot all your I's, and you try to do everything, there can come situations where it just happens anyways. And that's kind of the situation with this coach. I had hired her after wanting to work with her for over a year, and she was really fantastic. She was one of those people I felt like she was like a friend. So she would hit me up and be like, oh my God, Pixie, like, I'm so happy to see you doing this thing. I'm so happy to see you doing this other thing. I'm so proud of you. Like, when are we going to work together? And I'd be like, oh, not yet, because she was very expensive to work with. And when I finally hired her, I was like, oh my God, I'm over the moon. I'm so like, just filled with joy. And when we worked together, it was fantastic for the first two months. And then she just became a different person. She flipped the switch. Her grandmother had passed and she came back from that experience being very narcissistic and very abusive and really just putting down all of her clients. I didn't realize that at that point, because I was working with her one-on-one, I didn't realize that she was putting out everyone else that she was working with too. I just remember feeling that something was really different about her and she was refusing to get on sessions with me because I had a poor mindset. She was refusing to hold up her end of the agreement because I was in my victim mentality too much. As she was saying, she had caused me at one point, I remember to just completely break down crying and I am not a crier. I am a really down to earth type of person. And she had me bawling And she was just like, you're just in your victim. This is like your fault, like completely gaslighting me. And I remember getting off of that like message with her because it was just a voice message you were sending back and forth and calling one of my best friends. My best friend was like, this isn't cool at all. What is going on here? And I just stopped trusting this person and it became so toxic. It became one of those situations where I needed to get out and I didn't really know how to get out I just knew I needed to and like literally tip of the iceberg like everyone else here there was so much that went into that entire experience with this person and what made me stand up finally was just seeing her talk down to somebody else and I remember the quote that she used was someone was posting hey I'm feeling really low and I'm feeling really insecure and I'm feeling like my offers aren't selling and I'm feeling you know the things that we feel in business let's be real we all yeah. think, like we all We've feel all like been there sometimes. like last we week like, yeah oh my god is this working it's like yeah. I feel like this isn't working why isn't it working for me and that was where mm-hmm. this girl was and the coach had responded to her with this quote of this stinks worse than my dog shits and I was like, Fuck. dude, there's no reason to be that harsh. Like yeah. there, there's no reason to like talk to anyone that's paying you as much money as I know you're getting paid like at all. And mm. I remember responding and she was like, this is my client. How dare you come into my coaching container and tell me how to coach my clients. And then followed that up with you're just jealous because you want to be as unapologetic as me. And I was like, no and I never responded to her and then she kicked me out of the program and blocked me on everything and then I sued her 
And so it yes! was because I don't take that type of shit yeah. from anybody. And I got mm. all of her clients to basically do the same thing. So she lost oh over $30,000 within a matter of 48 hours. I refused to let anybody yes. deal with that toxicity, but it was a nightmare, a literal yeah. nightmare. Oh my God. Well, good for you. Holy shit. Like that is the story we want people taking their power back. I know someone with the, the mutual coach that I've had as well, who had to do like PayPal chargebacks and everything. Cause they kept taking money after they had clearly ended their relationship. And just like, there's a lot of dirty stuff that goes on. Um, so I kind of have like a three part question. One of which I kind of touched on, um, and Pixie, we're here, so we can kind of go like reverse order with this. Um, one, was it like a high-end expensive coach as the person you had for this experience? Two, did you know something was off initially? So like, I guess this is different because you kind of already answered that like it started off kind of okay and then something completely switched. But how long did you stay after you kind of intuitively knew that something was off or that maybe you should have left previously. Um, and I, I'll go back around to everyone to, to answer the same question. Yeah, totally. So for me, this was one of the most expensive coaching experiences that I had up to that point. I have hired more expensive coaches afterwards. And lucky for me, like one of the most expensive coaches I've hired now was fantastic. Fantastic. The only male mentor I've ever hired and he is a gem. And with her, I mean, there was nothing that really, there's stuff that now looking back, I could have been like, oh yeah, like that's now I find it sketchy in other people. But at the time I was like, no, yeah. that makes total sense. <laughs> Calling people out on their victim and saying that people are in their shadow makes total sense. Of course, that's why they're being held back. For now I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's just being said by coaches that like typically don't know how to help people and also are yeah. really just gaslighting their entire audience. So yeah, now I don't. I pay attention to those things but at the time I was yeah. like there's no red flags and yeah. this is totally okay especially when that's like one of your first experiences right like you don't have anything to dictate whether like this is right or wrong so you're just like oh yeah this is cool and then you witness someone else who's awesome and you're like oh that was cool <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> so that was my experience with that. okay awesome Sarah you can go ahead and unmute yourself so you all heard mine was mm -hmm what I would consider high-end or expensive. And when it comes to like knowing if something was off, yes. I mean, we had had, I mean, first of all, she's kind of like attitude-y, call you on your shit type of person, which there's nothing wrong with that if that's your style, but that was not my style. Um, and so like some of the conversations that we had had prior to me signing with her were very, cut and dry, very kind of rude. Um, and I, I don't know, I just totally blind any toxicity, any negativity. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I mean, after that conversation, after signing with her, you know, I took the course and then that was like an eight week course. And then there was a period of time in between. And then I also signed for the mastermind after that. So, I mean, you're talking like maybe four months or something like that where you just knew you're like sticking yeah. with this because it's kind of my only option, but yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Now, Ashley, you can unmute yourself. And we kind of already know yours started off feeling this way, uh, but you kind of have uh, an interesting perspective that you went through with yours where you kind of stayed the entire time knowing that something was off. Yeah. So <laughs> it didn't, I would say my coach didn't start as high end as she probably is now. Yeah. It was kind of like in the brink of the up and up when yeah. I first started coming into her space. Um, but yeah, I would say my first red flags appeared at the in-person event when said coach was talking negatively about some other people that weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I thought, I just thought that was weird. It didn't, it didn't rub me the right way. And even after the retreat, there were some things that we were told would be free that ended up, we ended up having to yeah, pay yeah. for to receive. Um, and then of course, like I'm a crier, I'm like, Pixie, I cry a lot. Um, but <laughs> usually not from other people. It's usually because of like my own doing. Um, but I remember when I was going through this whole thing of her trying to derail my relationship with the coach I hired, I just like broke down in tears. And when I had called the called the toxic coach on the phone she was just so stone-like like she had absolutely no emotion when I was talking to her and hearing I'm like bawling my eyes out on the phone to her saying like I'm sorry if I upset you or if I did anything wrong like please fix this I want to work with this person and you like ruined that relationship and she just didn't give it like can I swear yeah, yeah. oh fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly like, she didn't give a shit and I remember coming home into the door my boyfriend was sitting on the couch and being like this just happened to me and he's like you need to stop talking to her. Like you don't deserve to be treated like that. And that is bullshit. And I didn't listen to him. I was like, Oh, that's just, it's just how it is. Like she just feels betrayed. Like I did something wrong. Yeah. And so like you were saying, I probably, I signed up for all of the courses from like, for like six months and just did all of the continuation programs. Cause they were cheaper. Cause I just thought like, maybe I'll get something new out of this, this course, or it was hyped up so much. Like the FOMO with this coach is insane Unreal. yeah <laughs> and I literally stayed for like I would say a solid six months just because of pure FOMO and feeling like I owed her something I probably yeah. put myself not nearly as much as a lot of people but I think I put myself like probably five grand in the hole um and I mean I learned some things but honestly I didn't really learn that much for being five grand in the hole out of just feeling bad I ended up paying her more money than that in-person retreat probably was that I won yes yeah. it's just crazy yeah. Um, yeah. So I can kind of talk a little bit about mine because my experience with said coach didn't become toxic until I stopped working with them. <laughs> so it was really fine. Like whenever we were together, I did two of their programs and I didn't learn much. Like I wasn't out a lot of money, but I didn't get a lot from it either. Um, and I kind of started coming into my own on the online space, just naturally on my own after we had stopped working together. But because I was coming in to an industry that she was also in and a number of her former clients came into my program, um, I think there was some hostility there that I honestly didn't find out about until months later. Um, whenever people at her two previous in-person events had said that she was speaking ill of me um, and that she did a live call with a client that was now mine, claiming the progress that that client had made with me 
as within their own. So none of it was directed at me. It was all very passive aggressive. And that was when I had decided to cut the ties, realizing that like I, I had no animosity towards her up until that point. We ended things on a really good note um, that I that I knew of. And then that stuff sort of came later. And and I'm not someone to hang around if someone's not serving me. So it was just very much like I'll cut the ties, I'll stop following, I'll block you, I don't care. Um, but I wasn't vocal about it. I think I told like my three online friends that I have and my fiance who didn't like this person to begin with. He's like, why the fuck do you keep, <laughs> why do you keep hiring her? Um, so yeah, mine definitely came afterwards where there was some animosity towards me, but I'm noticing a trend with these stories where one, the person just seems to be very emotionless when it comes to other people's issues. Um, which I guess I think we can all say kind of stems from that narcissistic standpoint that I think a lot of these coaches seem to have and the amount and the prerequisite for them to have trauma bonding with their clients. Like it seems like they really seem to, and you guys can like all unmute yourself. I don't care if it gets a little muddled. If you guys can like all kind of agree that a lot of the relationship that you had with this coach was dependent on your trauma and your insecurity around the industry. And they play on that tough love mentality of coaching and think that if they're stirring up emotion, that that's them coaching you because it's kind of all they really know how to do. Oh, definitely. Pixie's talking about how like she had had a male mentor and it was like one of her best experiences ever reminded me literally that like so many females out there have like this sisterhood wound that mixes up like mm-hmm. jealousy and then there's like this big toxic mess so ev- everything we can all agree on is like everyone has some type of trauma you know yeah. our nightmare coaches our dream coaches people us like and hurt people hurt people so sometimes when coaches bring that pain into like a coach client relationship it can just explode the trauma yeah it's like so toxic yeah it becomes such an emotional container like even with my fitness clients and my business clients like they come to me with so much more than fitness issues and business issues because you can't not merge your personal life into what's going on if you want to have a healed practice right and if you're with a coach that's going to exploit that like that can become just so so dangerous so quickly um and and I see it and I have people coming to me where it happened many 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 times um and yeah like for me I can't imagine doing that to one of my clients like a client coming to me who's like yeah like I'm leaving my husband because he cheated on me I'm like oh yeah that sucks so what are you gonna post tomorrow like (laughs) no (laughs) um but yeah it happens it happens a lot and it really breaks my heart and I'm really hoping that people through this can sort of see through some of the stuff that's been going on um so trying to flip this into something a bit more positive. What is one thing that came from your experience with this coach? And what is one lesson that you walked away with? Um, So Ashley, we'll go back counterclockwise. We'll go to you. Yeah. So I think it really made me realize how much of a people pleaser I am. Um, So I, for my entire life, going back to that trauma thing, I have very much tended to cater to other people's needs and make sure everyone else feels comfortable and safe before I do. So one of the biggest reasons why, and even like I ended up being a, if you want to say co-coach and that was a whole thing in and of itself, and I'm not even going to get into, um, but 
even though I felt very undervalued in that, I stayed there because I thought it was like an honor and I was pleasing them. Um, And that's something that's like constantly come up. So I think for me, one thing I learned is that I really need to start listening to that gut feeling I have a lot more like that, like, fuck yes feeling I felt with that girl I wanted to hire right after the like in-person event I went to like that was great she was awesome I learned so much to start my business and I had that gut feeling of fuck no for six months after that first great experience and just continued to stay in it for just because I felt bad as what it comes down to so I think for me really paying attention to your how you feel around those people I am really big into a lot of these big woo-woo expensive luxury coaches say, well, if you're triggered by me, that just means you have to work with me. It's like, no. <laughs> I, don't, I hate it. <laughs> first of all, I don't have to do jack shit. Second of all, if I'm triggered by you, it's probably because you're not a good person. I'm not mm. triggered by people I like, and I'm not yeah. triggered by people who bring joy into my life. Yeah. I'm only triggered by people that I'm miserable to be around and that drag me down. So yeah. <laughs> um, I would say just as I know I'm kind of diverging here, but just when you're looking at coaches, really pay attention to the language that they use in their marketing towards people who aren't already their clients. So saying the words like calibrate to my level is another thing that just really, really grinds my gears (laughs) Um, (laughs) because I don't want to calibrate to your level. I want to calibrate to my own level. Like I don't want to be you. I want to be me. And making you feel like you have to run your business a certain way, or you have to hire them to get to their level is so unnecessary. So just really pay attention to the language that these coaches are using. Cause when they start using like the trauma language and the triggering and the, you're just not in a positive enough mindset, the calibrate to my level, all of those buzzwords are really just really smart, manipulative marketing schemes. And it's, I'm sad that it took me six months to really play into that, but once I found a different coach, my business exploded like tenfold just because she was a genuinely nice human. Um, yeah. So always pay attention to your gut feelings for sure. And don't pay attention to the hype. Also, yeah. side note too, I would pay attention to the retention rate because while it might be good for a period of one to three months, if there's not still talking about that person and working with that person after six months, I think that says something. Yeah. That is one thing. And I had this conversation with someone else. I think it was in the precision nutrition group um, a couple of days ago. And I was like, if you're going to work with a coach, like ask to speak some, to some past clients. And they're like, yeah, they're like 90% of the time when I ask a coach that they just completely ghost me because they don't have any past clients that they'd refer out to. So that's a really, really easy way. And like genuinely message the client. So like, like definitely do that and see what the experience is. And that's a pretty um, good tip if you're wanting to work with someone, especially one of those large coaches, like it takes two seconds for them or one of their team to get back with a genuine previous client um, and see see what their, their full experience was. Okay, Sarah, one positive that came from the experience and the biggest lesson you learned from it. Yeah, so first of all, when we were talking about trauma and all of that, it just reminded me like, in my experience, I was called out and humiliated by this person mm-hmm. for being low vibe. Like I, yeah. that's what I was told. And so like that brings up the importance of us and whoever's listening, like you need a trauma informed coach. Like, mm-hmm. like Ashley was saying, like, there's no such thing as like, oh, well, I trigger you, then you should work with me. Like some, I would say the biggest thing that I learned in my situation is 
it is okay to feel in in the whole spectrum like negative positive bad good like it's okay to feel it's human and if you're triggered by someone in any way it is 100 okay to take care of yourself delete them mm. block them like listen to your intuition and don't drag yourself through unnecessary pain and i would also even venture to say like even if someone provides results and you know, whatever, like something that works for someone doesn't work for everyone. So like if they create trauma in your life, is it even worth the results? Cause that's kind of what I went through. Like I had, you know, I got great results. It was an awesome program, but like the emotional pain that it caused me, yeah. the trauma, like the pain that I held for two years after that, like I'm just now to where like, it doesn't phase me anymore. And it's been three years. So it's just yeah. like, yeah, watch out for fluffy marketing. Like, you know, even if people provide results, if they create trauma, is it even worth it? Yeah. And I think there's some confusion <laughs> when coaches use that like trigger statement where I think they're they're confused as to what a trigger actually is. Cause like I've made posts and people are like, oh, like you just called me out. Like, thank you. I need to get on my shit, but not like you made me go back to when I was six years old and fucking ripped apart like a child and made me feel unsafe. And I think that's the big thing is if it's a trigger that triggers like fear and like a lack of safety, then that's a trigger you need to avoid. But if it's like, I don't even like a trigger is not the right word, but if it's something that causes you that like excitement and wonder emotion or like an, oh yeah, like you're right. You called me on my shit. It's not really a trigger, but I think these coaches are, intentionally misconstruing the meaning of a trigger so that they can get you in and turning a trigger into something like positive and like well if I'm triggering you it's something that you want and it's like no it's not there's something else going on there and you probably shouldn't be telling me what I'm feeling in in my gut center um when I know something's off and there is a difference like I think a lot of us and like Pixie is too very strong in her messaging um, and some people might call it triggering, but it's done with love and with safety. And I think that is a really big difference that, that people need to have. Um, okay, so Pixie, one positive takeaway from your experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean, a huge positive takeaway was really just me rising up and fighting against these kind of things, mm -hmm. really being in the position where I hold myself to a much higher standard. Yeah. Sometimes that can be a little bit of a double-edged sword. If anyone's listening to this and they've gone through this kind of trauma with coaches, you might resonate with feeling as though you don't want to be anything like them. So now you hold yourself to such a high yeah. standard that sometimes you yourself can't even meet it. I don't know if any of you guys have felt that. I know that yeah. Sarah was just talking about how it's taken her three years to really get over. And I think that one of the things that I've really dealt with is going into that space of being like, am I doing enough now as a coach or am I adding to Absolutely. the bullshit in the industry? Am I causing more problems than yeah. I am doing good? And I know that first and foremost, Anyone who thinks that, anyone who feels that, you are definitely not the problem yeah. because <laughs> people who are the problem don't even don't think feel about that. whether or not they could possibly yeah. be the problem because they're too busy thinking that they are the shit and mm -hmm. that everyone should just be paying to be in their energy. None of my clients get paid for their energy and I don't get paid for anyone to be in my energy. Although yeah. I think I'm fantastic. And yeah. <laughs> with right. me, absolutely. 
but results are really the most important thing. So for me, the biggest takeaway was really just to provide the kind of results for my clients that they show up and they invest in and be really clear and concise in exactly what those are and make sure that for my own clients, we know what their results are going to be when they work with their own clients. And when they work with me, we know exactly what they're going to get. So there is no opportunity for a miscommunication mm -hmm. and there's no opportunity for me to really be dropping the ball on hey I said I was going to give you this but I didn't the yeah. more clear and concise you can be in that area the better you're going to be with anybody because that way you know this is what I promised and they know this is what this person promised me and yeah. it creates such a better relationship so that's the biggest takeaway for me is really just to be less of an asshole to my own clients <laughs> my own audience and also yeah. call out all the assholes so that they're yeah. aware of what these people are doing and hopefully it's eye-opening and it can help them to really make better judgments yeah i love that that makes i've taught um like a little mini co uh, course in business in the summertime and it was like my number one tip for customer retention is to not be a dick like it doesn't get much simpler than that it's like treat your people with fucking respect and deliver on what you promise and there's really not going to be like any issues at all or even like if a customer signs up for something and it's not what they needed they're not just going to drop you and be like oh hey like sorry i have this instead and if you're not a fucking dick to them then they might actually reinvest with you right which goes back to what ashley said with like check people's retention rates like i i spoke earlier about a coach um about all the experiences of people that have come to me and one messaged me last week after that don't pay 15k to be in people's energy posts that i made um and she's like yeah i found out afterwards that her client retention rate was 24 percent um, and she's a, a million dollar a month coach. And like, that just sounds exhausting to me. Like you have a low retention rate and you're making that much money. Like you must just be going and going and going and going nonstop. And that's not how I want to run my business. I have a daughter and a family and a life I want to live. Um, I don't want to have to be hustling for new clients every fucking day of the month. Um, and another thing Pixie said that I like that I talk about a lot is that imposter syndrome and how everyone feels like they need to fear it like oh my god like oh I hate imposter syndrome how do I get past that and I like to rewrite it where it's like no it's, it's a good thing because it shows you have a soul inside of you and you always want to be better like you're like oh am I showing up enough am I teaching enough am I doing enough and if we can maintain that sense of drive to always learn to always do better to always give then I think that's a sign of a good coach. And when you lose that, and that's not to say you can't be confident in your business and like, yeah, like I know what I give is incredible, but I always want to be my best self. And when you lose that to your ego of like, I'm the shit, I don't need to learn anymore. I don't need to do anymore. I'm fabulous. People just get to be with me. That's where you see people become dissatisfied with your services because you're not striving to be better. You're better than them and you're teaching them. And, and I like to always be on a level with my clients where it's like, I'm always learning and expanding too. And then I can learn more and pass more down onto them. And it just becomes an expansive network where we can all grow together, which then in turn works for clients because they will stay with you longer because you're always fucking doing new shit. And it's a really fun experience to be around. Um, I say something. Absolutely. That totally made me think of too, just something else that I think people can look for is to pay attention to how they're living their life outside of their business. So I know for like me, since I'm a like fitness and nutrition coach, I find it really important to tell my following and tell my clients very publicly, like, 
hey, I went out with my friends and had like five margaritas last night and I'm drunk and like, it's okay because balance. <laughs> um, and also like, yeah, I, I did a taste test for donuts a couple like yesterday and talked about it. Um, I'm not pretending to be perfect. And I think it's really important to pay attention to how these coaches are presenting themselves online. Because if you're not seeing their family, if you're not seeing their friends, if you're not seeing just regular everyday crap that people deal with yeah. like what they're probably just sitting in their room not working nonstop, and they're probably yep. miserable because if you don't have human connection like what do you have truly yeah. so I think it's just really important when you're looking at these coaches to really really pay attention to how they're spending their time because no one's perfect and if they try to put out that they're perfect and they only have one friend or one yeah. significant yeah. other then that's a red flag to me yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely Another thing I wanted to mention when it comes to um, like thinking about hiring someone, like something you can look up out for, like, yes, we're paying for results. That is ultimately what you are paying for. So you want to make sure you get that. But on the other end, yes, you're not paying for their energy, but I am going to say it's important to pay attention to their energy or at yeah. least the energy of the container that you're going to be yeah. in. So if it's a mastermind, you know, are you going to mix with these people that are already in it? Or if it's, you know, a group program or, you know, whatever it is, like, do you vibe with that? Because ultimately if you, you aren't on the same level or if you're not aligned with it, then something yeah. is going to be off and you're not going to get the results. Yeah. Yeah. You actually have to like the person you're going to be spending lots of time and money with um, or else the results they could give you aren't going to matter. Like what Sarah said, like you could, like you had results, but you felt like crap when you were getting them. So what, what good is that? Um, And yeah, like I've met, like the one good thing that came for me is like so many of my biz besties as people want to call them like some of my favorite online friends I met was through this really awful experience um and I'm so grateful for them actually being one of them like every single day um and just being able to walk away with something positive so if you're one of the coaches listening right now who maybe just broke up with the coach it's like I just wasted so much money I'm so fucking miserable I'm never gonna trust anyone ever again um there is still some good that comes from it so if you were to tell someone who's maybe in that stage right now, like, I'm never going to trust a coach ever, ever again. Um, how, how do you t- get them to get back onto the, the horse of trusting another coach? And how was it for you? Like, did you take some time off from working with coaches or did you just go right into someone you love? How did you get yourself back into a trusting relationship with someone? And anyone can go, whoever wants to unmute themselves. I don't care. I have a funny story about this. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I actually immediately, and this is like more like a cautionary tale. So immediately after this horrible experience, uh, when I was going through it still, and I was like, had ended it and I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I want another coach. I actually ended up hiring another coach. And it's not that she was like, terrible it's just that she didn't really know how to help me the way I wanted and she told me all the right things like oh yeah like I've gone through that too and I'm gonna help you and I have all these clients they're making so much money and the thing is she's totally right she does have clients who are making a lot of money she sells people she's a great person she sells people who praise her and who like love her work but she didn't do anything for me that I wanted and it didn't help me at all and she was also expensive and working with her 
was an absolute waste of my time. Yeah. So I kind of did like the whole rebound. Rebound booty thing. call coach. I was yeah. Like, I'm going to hop in bed with another coach. Yeah. It's going to be great. It was not. It was um, not. And <laughs> Never is. So then after that, I was like, okay. And I started just like booking individual, just one-on-one sessions with coaches mm-hmm. just to be like, okay, well, I need like some help, but I don't want to like jump into another package. Yeah. It's almost like I want to go on some dates, but I don't want to like be in a relationship. Don't want to commit to anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I started doing that. And um, that's how I found my male mentor who is fantastic. And actually one of her other clients ended up being another one of my mentors. And those are probably two of the best mentors I've had ever. And I definitely attest that to being in such toxic, horrible coaching relationships before yeah. that really made me understand what I was looking for 100%. Absolutely. But that's what I'll say is that if you were in that position, first of all, give yourself some time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, it does get better. You will find these people that are fantastic and you'll just know more of what you want. You'll know more yeah. of the kind of person that you want to have a coaching relationship with. And because of that, you can hold out for the right person and there's so many good ones out here there's so many who have also been fucked over who Mm -hmm. don't want to do that to you so don't worry you will find somebody but if you're in that place where you're like I'm never hiring another coach honor that it's okay like it's totally okay to feel like that right now Mm -hmm. but if at some point you want to join a coach you want to join a master class remember the reasons why you were disappointed before keep those in mind raise your standards for the next time around. Don't just fall for the flashy Mm -hmm. sales page and don't worry about the FOMO and really just go with more of what you actually desire. And of course, follow all the tips that we've all given you and like really trying to do your due diligence and hiring the right person because coaching relationships are fantastic. There are so many people out there who are just like really game changers in the industry and You'll find another person that's going to be great, but let yourself kind of feel shitty right now. Yeah. And Eat your tub of ice cream. Okay with it. <laughs> Heal yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I took a couple months off and then I, I'm, I, I don't know if it's because I'm a Virgo. I commit very quickly and very hard. And the next coach I found, I ended up, um, <laughs> saw her for a week and jumped into four months of one-on-one coaching and ended up hiring her for an entire year. So it was actually really, really good. But um, yeah, I took a couple months off and just sat in my spite a little bit and let myself be angry um, and then hired someone who I knew felt good, who was literally like 180 degrees opposite from, from the first person that I worked with. Um, so Sarah, what about you? What would you tell someone who is like, I fucking hate coaches. I'm never going to work with one again. They're all awful. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I was totally in that headspace after that happened to me. I was totally in that headspace. Um, It took me almost three years to find, like, to find someone that I really clicked with and invested money in them again. Like, um, so I would just say, like, also take your time to heal. And then also something that I just posted on Facebook today that was literally spot on um, is that, remember no matter who or what you choose to invest or participate in the magic is already inside of you so Mm -hmm. sometimes it just helps to have a different set of eyes and a soul that can really see you to birth it so I would just say um learning to kind of lean on yourself again because sometimes you know we get kind of codependent on somebody Um, we really start to lean on somebody you know especially when coaches are posting results and testimonials which you have to do to build your business but at the same time 
as a client, it kind of puts that in the back of your head, like, oh, they created that for me. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, you like, as a coach, you are a vehicle for transformation, but ultimately the magic is inside the client. So like, if you are a client that is traumatized and hates the world and hates all coaches right now, I would say like, take time to heal and just learn to love and lean on yourself and know that, hey, the magic is inside me. So it's okay to take time off. It's okay to not be with the coach right now. And then when I feel led and when I feel ready, it'll, I'll know the right time. Absolutely. And that is kind of what happened with me. And I love that you said that. And it's one thing I've told people who have come to me and I've kind of like turned them down as clients. Um, After that first coach, I took like three or four months off and I had no coach and I had my first 10K launch. And I was like, oh, I can do this by myself. But it was doing that by myself and understanding that I had that, that also made me want to hire a coach just so I had someone to support my emotional mess that I was the entire time I was doing it. Um, but it was like, I know I can do this and I just need someone to kind of be there and, and support me the way I need and not the way I'm depending on someone to show up for me. So yeah, I really, really love that. And I've recommended, I've probably turned away way, way more clients than that I've taken in by being like, no, like you need, you need to do some some you work before I think that we can, we can really benefit being together um, just so that you're not depending on me to get you those results. Um, and, and I think I feel good. I feel good doing that um, personally and just knowing that I'm not going to be taking advantage of them and letting them do their healing on their own. Ashley. Yeah. So I actually have a little bit different of experience because I knew it was so wrong for so long. I had actually started looking for coaches while I was still with this other coach. So then I could kind of be like, oh, well, I found someone Back else I vibe with better. So like I was trying to like find an excuse because I couldn't just end it without having someone else. Cause then I felt like, again, I owed them something. So if at least if I found yeah. someone else before then it made more sense in my head, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the coach I ended up hiring ended up being a guest coach with the toxic coach. And <laughs> I had been following this guest coach for like a couple of years before they tra- they were also a fitness coach, transitioned into business coaching. So I was following them while they were just a fitness coach. So I was like, oh, she's in business now. Like, this is great. I already loved her vibe and her energy. So I sent her like a couple of DMs um, back and forth. And she added me into one of like her free containers and I just loved her vibe. We're very, both very like bubbly, go with the flow. We have very similar um, like, personal life things. Like we both date law enforcement officers. There's like a lot of things personally that I could relate on to her with. And in, while I was doing this coaching thing for this toxic coach, um, I had actually signed with this other woman's mastermind that had started in like March of that year. So for me, I kind of had six months of a breakup already. It was like, you know, when you're going to end the build up in your head, (laughs) when you're going to end the really, you know, you're going to end the relationship, you just haven't yet like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, that's from my personal experience. So I think if you are already mentally kind of like spent and know that you're just ready for something else, then it's okay to jump into something if it feels good, but definitely repeating what Pixie and Sarah said, like, if you are in the F all coaches, like I am not doing this right now, <laughs> taking a couple of a weeks or months or whatever off is totally fine. And then also I would take that time to just maybe ask your other business friends, like who they follow, who they like, who they're inspired by. Um, Cause ultimately it's just one giant big network and everyone knows pretty much everyone knows everyone. So yeah. uh, there's someone out, there's definitely someone out there for you. You just have to find like who you vibe with the most. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I can definitely say like, even though I've had coaches pretty much my entire time, um, some of the best support I've gotten was just through friends I've met through my other coaching containers that I've been in and just people that I've met and like clients who I'm still close with, who I don't work with anymore. Um, and just like having that sort of support there has been monumental to get through these things. So even if you're not in a place where you can like emotionally or monetarily invest in another coach, find your people, <laughs> like find people who are going to be there for you, um, who you can feel okay with messaging or bouncing ideas off of or something like that, especially because a lot of us don't get that in our home life because our spouses don't are in the industry or can't can't really support us in that way um having that sort of ongoing support has been absolutely huge and definitely one of the things i'm most thankful for being in this space is just the people i've met and the friends i've met and i let it get me i don't want to say i've gotten jaded but i'm definitely a lot more aware and a lot more open and i'm a lot more outspoken because of what happened to me and I feel like we can all say like our messaging is what it is now because of what happened and because of the lessons we learned and it was maybe one of the the necessary things to to bring out that fire in us um like Pixie said like I know what I'm not going to stand for anymore and I'm not I know I'm the coach I'm not going to want to be and I think we've all said that to ourselves like well that was an expensive lesson but it's one I'm glad I learned um so yeah and I think it's really interesting to see the similarities that all of the stories have with the type of energy the coach had, how they reacted to it, the type of marketing they used, it all seems to be really, really consistent, even though they're all completely different individuals and that we all invested in in completely different times of our lives. There's definitely a theme here, which unfortunately it's, it's a lesson we had to learn for the listeners um hopefully you can kind of pick up on some of these patterns so that you don't end up investing as much money collectively as we had into a very expensive mistake potentially um are there any other closing points or anything else people want to talk about or summarize or encourage or just get off your chest while we're while we're here and on this topic yeah i wanted to say um something this is kind of triggering. I mean, not going to lie. Like if you're <laughs> listening to this episode, it might kind of hit some buttons, but it needs to be said. Yeah. Um, I had someone ask me, like someone talked to me afterward about my experience and, you know, getting everything off my chest mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And they asked how this person was a mirror for me. And mm -hmm. that freaking punched me in the gut. <laughs> like what the fuck like I am who the fuck do you think like, you yeah, are like, yeah. I, was on a rate. I was like I'm not fucking like this bitch like blah, blah 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 um and you know it has taken me literally three years I was not ready to touch that conversation and maybe yeah. if you're listening to this you're not either but trust me this question will stick in your mind and when you're ready to heal from it it will come back circle around to you um but just thinking like, how is this experience or how is this person like a mirror for me? What do I need to see here? What do I need to yeah. learn from this? Um, because like, I think a lot of times we can like get this ego about us. Like, um, like oh, I get to share this on social media. Think of, you know, the conversations I can have or, you know, mm. think of this, like the posts I can write about this or whatever. And it kind of blows up our ego. But like, 
sitting back and sinking back and being like, how is this a mirror for me? And again, it took me three years nearly to be like, oh, okay. And so I have also had like a client experience, which I know this is like the coaching podcast, but um, I had a client experience like right after this all happened and it was a complete mirror. I mean, like I had to put up boundaries with this person and they called me and they were cutting me off and gaslighting me and I was cussing at her like I was being unprofessional we were both triggered we were cussing Mm -hmm. at each like it was awful and it was like holy fucking shit like that like exact thing like I just that you know what I mean so I think like you know we're all human and literally hurt people hurt people so Mm -hmm. if you're going through anything if you've done something like on either sides of the stick like choose love over fear. Fear is hostile. Fear is rage. Fear is trauma. Fear is toxic. But like, how can you choose love in a situation? And again, it's okay initially if you're cussing, if you're feeling negative, like feel all the crap. But in the end, like to heal from something, you have to be able to choose love over fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about that more Uh, on the client episode that I'm recording tomorrow because I definitely have more of a client experience um, than that is very much similar to that and reflecting on things that I definitely could have done differently in that relationship as well and just owning that part of of myself in that area Um, so yeah definitely it's everything's a learning experience and I can definitely say my experience with the coach that I had definitely mirrored some of the trauma that I had to be resolved that maybe wouldn't have gotten brought out or explained why I chose them in the first place. Um, so I am, I am definitely grateful for, for that experience. Ashley or Pixie, do you have any other like just closing summaries or vents or anything else you want to get off before we close up? I'll just say I'm like super happy that I got to like experience this and hang out with you guys and like really share our experiences together. Mm-hmm. My closing thoughts on this are really just if you are in the situation or if you're in a situation where you're hiring a coach and you're looking towards the future of hiring a coach, really just to be aware of where you are putting yourself as the client and what you are really wanting that coach to accomplish for Mm -hmm. you. Because so often, I mean, I still get this. It happened to me like today. I have people all the time who are like, oh, well, I want this result. Can you get that result for me? And I'm like, I don't get results for my clients. I give you the information, the tools for you to get results for yourself. And if you are in that position where you're like, oh my God, I just need a coach. I need somebody that's just going to help me and they're going to get me there. And then you look at all these high-end coaches who it looks like that. And I can tell you that one of the coaching, well, not even coaching experiences, one of the people I almost hired recently I was completely turned off by because I had messaged her and I realized that this was not a fit for me. And I realized the reason why I wanted to work with her for so long was because I was seeing so many of the people that she worked with claiming these huge results. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that came up, and this is a really good learning lesson for me and for anyone listening, one of the things that came up was as soon as I messaged her, I got like those red flags and was like, nah, I'm not going to work with this person, even though it's been told many times that she has all these amazing results. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And then a couple weeks later, as I was putting together my content, as I was saying, you know what, I'm so sick and tired of this kind of person in the industry claiming these kind of results, doing these kinds of things. I was really just focused on getting that message out there. And somebody reached out to me that was a former client of hers and had said, Pixie, I'm so glad that you keep saying this because it reminds me of this coaching relationship. I had. And I like, I knew like that she was like one of these With that coach, like, clients. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, are you talking about like this person? And she was like, yeah, this person like ripped me off like over like $50,000. And then also like, didn't show up for the calls and then also every single one of the calls didn't really give me any like advice and stuff and didn't really help me and not only that when she hired this coach she was making x amount already and she ended up making half of that working with this coach and could only afford really to pay that coach mm -hmm. because the relationship was so toxic so i will say to anybody who's listening who wants to hire a coach really think about where are you like, why are you wanting to hire a coach? Where mm -hmm. are you at emotionally, mentally that's making you be like, I just really need somebody to hire. And if it's because you're like, I feel like somebody else has like more information that I don't have. And like, I just want the support. Cool. There's so many people that can help you. But if you're like, I feel like this coach gets so many results for so many people. And like, if I work with them, I'm going to get those results mm -hmm. too. Every single time that's ever been my situation, I've been never incredibly worked. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree with that. And I think that's unfortunately the main marketing tactic that so many of these coaches use is they either talk about themselves and all the money they make and not about any of the clients, or they just rely on people to jack them off so much and talk them up to the point where they, they feel like they just don't have to do anything. Um, Ashley, I know you have to go. So is there anything else you want to close up with or say to everyone listening? Yeah, I would just say that if you're feel like you're like in that relationship right now and you're stuck in it, just remember that like you don't owe anyone anything. Like what you owe them was your payment. If you gave them your payment and you're not happy, you can leave. Like yeah. it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I think just from my own experience, like I said earlier, like for far too long, I just stayed in this coaching relationship because I felt like I owed them something because it was like one thing after another. It was like I I won something and then the they did some like toxic things and then I signed for a program and then I won something else so then I felt like I had I owed them again and then it's just it was just like a constant cycle and then I was afforded this opportunity to do something with this coach and then I felt like I owed them because they gave me the opportunity and it was just like be cautious of how these people are using like we talked about earlier kind of your own triggers so she found out that I felt that way so yeah. whenever she felt me pulling away, she gave me something to felt like I owed her again. Like a puppy dog. <laughs> Here, take yeah. a treat. I mean, yeah. That's pretty much what it was. It's embarrassing to say okay. now, but in hindsight, like it was a great learning lesson. Um, but yeah, my biggest thing would be just don't feel like you owe anyone anything. Okay. If you're not happy, you are allowed to leave. And like we touched on earlier, I was also afraid that my name was going to get like dragged and burned. And I almost didn't do this podcast for that exact same reason. Yeah. Like I was very hesitant to do this because quite frankly, I am still a little nervous, but it like needs to be talked about because it happens so much more often in the industry than people realize. And I think the more that people can come forward and talk about it, the more we're calling these luxury coaches out on their bullshit. Yeah. And the more people that come forward, the less likely this is to keep continuing happening just because it is such a new industry. So if you are stuck, don't feel bad about leaving. And also make sure if you feel comfortable, share your story. So more yeah. people don't end up in these situations and 
we exactly. can kind of nip all this in the bud. Yeah. And that's not to say you have to like name drop them and publicly shame them. Like, oh my God, I had this, this, oh, but like talk to a, talk about with a friend or with someone who, you know, used to, used to work with them or someone else who's talking about this topic. Like I have people reach out to me who have never had conversations with before. And they're like, oh my God, thank you for saying this. And then they end up word vomiting for like three days about their experience. And it's so cathartic to do. Um, and just to feel that you're not alone in that because not, no one talks publicly about it. So that's kind of what I'm hoping this can kind of initiate. So thank you guys so much. And like, especially like Ashley said, like, thank you guys for being so vulnerable and being willing to talk about this on such a public platform and kind of putting ourselves and our stories on the line for the benefit of helping other people. Oh, I don't have a kitty. I have a 160 pound mastiff. I could, I could get up here on my lap, <laughs> but really guys, thank you. Thank you so much. And I think a lot of good and a lot of healing is going to come from this. And I think like even just us being here and being able to share it with each other is, is really, really healing as well. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. I can't wait to stay in touch. And I know everyone's going to have a fucking blast listening to this whenever I drop it. So have a great night. I'll let you guys get back with your kitty cats. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Woman Turned Fierce podcast. Remember, there is strength inside us all just dying to come out. As women, we are not meant to be meek and weak. We are meant to lead and take up space. If you want more badass information around health and fitness and a place to incubate your strength, feel free to join my Facebook community, the Sexy, Strong, and Super community, and get ready to become a woman turned fierce.